0: You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone everywhere.
1: Hey, lexiconaiseurs and word chefs.
0: I know who they are. Who are you? You don't know who I am. I am hurt. I am truly hurt right now.
1: It's been a month.
0: You can forget me that easily. Yeah.
1: But maybe they can. I don't. I don't know how this works. Okay.
0: I'm the memorable one. I'm awesome. And but you don't have a name. Well, I'm the grill mistress, Erin Casmar. Oh, that's right. I fell into the trap. Yes, you did. Never again. We miss you. Well, duh. I'm awesome. We've already established this.
1: And I'm the head chef, AF Graben. Welcome again. Not that matters. Welcome again to the Melting Podcast. We're back. The kitchen
0: has reopened.
1: So, why,
0: why did it close again? Because I had to get cut open and put back together.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah. But you're doing better now.
0: Oh, so much better. Yeah. Oh, so much better.
1: Considering that this podcast has been running for almost four years now? Mm-hmm. Three years? Three, four years? I don't know. Something like that. Something like that at this point. And this is the first time that we've had to take a hiatus. I'm pretty happy. That's a
0: really good track record.
1: i like to think so. But we are You back. have to
0: think? Yes. That's a new development in the last month. Shut up. Um, no.
1: Anyway, we are back because it's almost Balticon.
0: It is almost Balticon.
1: And we need to use up the last of the panels we recorded from last year's Balticon.
0: Yeah, about that.
1: So this is a Balticon bonus episode. Yeah. Our triumphant return is other people talking.
0: Other people can talk. That's okay. They're good at that.
1: But But one of them is me. And one of them is me, too, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, but you're less important, remember? I'm awesome.
1: Yeah, this is a panel from Balticon51. Um, we're both on it. Enjoy. Bon
0: appétit.
2: Well, I'll Getting tell you what. We here. are going to go ahead and get started with introducing ourselves, Gasp. then. And then we'll give uh, Veronica some more time to get here. If I could have somebody close the panel doors, please.
1: Veronica can go last. Close the glass doors. What oh. a nice fan. Oh. I brought him with me. I'm
0: wishing oh. I had brought one from Seal the gates. <laughs> <laughs> I did bring a fan. Nanjiao
1: Pass. We brought fans.
0: We brought our own fans. <laughs> <laughs> we just need
1: to do this
3: They're
0: the They're just whole not time, gonna
4: keep right? you cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Why the Storyteller Needs a Narrator here at Balticon 51. I'm your moderator, Chris Lester. I'm the creator of the Metamore City story universe. You can find my stuff at metamorecity.com. I've got some lovely, wonderful people here on the panel with me who I was going to introduce to you with... Flowery description of all their bona fides, and then I brought the wrong computer today. <laughs> so, all of my notes are back at the room. So, I'm going to just let, we're going to start at that end. We're going to let everybody introduce themselves and tell them what, tell you guys why they're awesome and why you should listen to them about this topic.
4: My name is Melissa. I am a book reviewer, podcast reviewer from My World in Words and pl- Pages. Um, That is my blog. I also do content editing, um, Melissa L. Hayden, and today I am here just to pretty much help share from a listener's perspective, as I've been reviewing audio books.
0: I am Erin Kazmark. I am co-host of the Melting Podcast, narrator, voice actor as well. Um, I've been featured on other podcasts as well, such as The Voice of Free Planet X and Supervillain Corner.
1: <laughs> um, I'm AF Grappin I'm the other host of the Melting Podcast, as well as producer. I am the author of Star Signs and the Deadly Studies series of novellas. I am also one of the co-writers of the uh, in-production audio-dramedy Vampire Needed.
4: Oh yeah, I'm in that too. Yeah, you're in Vampire Needed too. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did that last time. I'm late. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, Hi, late. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: Elevators were a little nuts. Yeah. So I am Veronica Jaguer. I am a narrator and voiceover artist um, for a lot of things. Um,
2: <laughs> over 40 books now on over, Audible.
3: Over almost 50. Wow. wow. Other titles, I am the voice and producer and one of the four collaborators. Yeah, collaborators, that word.
4: She <laughs> reads words, she has
3: yes. come up with them. <laughs> helps when they're in front of me. Um, for the Secret World Chronicle podcast, along with Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lane, Cody Martin. Going on 10 years now. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read words.
2: <laughs> so, let's take a big picture view here. The uh, title of this panel is Why the Storyteller Needs a Narrator. So let's look at that at the toppest, top-level possible view. Why do I even need my book in audio? And if I do, why do I need it professionally narrated?
4: Well, from the reviewer's side, I am seeing a lot of people, a lot of people jumping into the narrating or audiobook perspective of books anymore. Um, People commute to work. And they commute like an hour or more. Mm-hmm. This is what they do while they're in the car. It gives them another aspect of something to listen to instead of just the same music over and over again that they play ten times within an hour. Um, and the to find a narrator, I, I you you need to listen and find the right narrator that will fit your book. Um, I. But people were really jumping into that world, big time, big time.
0: To tag off of what you were saying, um, people are are using audio you know audiobooks as as their listening fodder instead of music and all this. Um, I can speak as a, a mom around the house, you know. Once I can start piling all this stuff in audio form, that'll be easy for me to listen to while I'm around the house and doing chores and things. I couldn't listen to Nobilis' so stuff where the kids could hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: sure they can. They can I was going to point that out when you were yeah. done. But, no.
0: but, uh, but so, so it's a very popular medium for just everyday people. It, it makes... Fiction and nonfiction, just just literature in general, much more accessible to the general population because people are so busy these days. Finding time to sit down and read a physical book is—I can speak for—it's extremely difficult. I've fallen behind on my reading because it's very hard to just sit and read. Um, but why you need someone professional? Um, have you ever had just someone off the street pick up a book and start reading it to you? Not everybody knows how to give inflection, how to lend the story credence. If if you have a a book with a large cast and you want this person to do all of the voices, you need to be sure, does this person have an accent? Can they get rid of that accent to read your book? Are they? Do you have a POV character? Is it a man? Is it a woman? Do you want your book to be read as if the POV character is telling the story? There there are a lot of things to take into consideration. Make sure you have someone who you have to uh, think about who's going to do your editing. Who's going to deal with all of that? So if you're wanting this person to also do that, you need somebody who knows how to do it and you need to be willing to pay for it. I think that's something a lot of people don't take into consideration is it costs us money. money. So, but yeah, you definitely, definitely want someone who is the right fit. And the only way to do that is to shop around and you can't shop around unless they're a professional. Plus, you can hear their work.
1: So I'm going to give the fourth grade answer and say well, she stole it. She stole my answer. I did? You I'm stole s- almost word for word my answer. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> but no, I'm no, sorry. I, I, I do
1: fall into the, uh, I commute 45 minutes one way from work every day. And, you know, I have so many other, I've got my own books I'm writing, I've got the podcast that I'm working on, that finding time to sit and, I've got my chain now, I've got um, just everything that I sit and do makes I can't do with a book in front of me. It's like I can get on a treadmill, but then I'm just going crazy anyway. So having being able to run outside with an audiobook or work on my chainmail and have my story told to me, I get so much more reading done mm-hmm. through audiobooks because I can multitask.
4: And can I just add on to that that just as a reader because I do things while I'm listening, like I do I work, I do the treadmill, I do the things. <laughs> It is nice and it is wonderful when I have an audio narrator that makes it easy for me to follow mm-hmm. what is being told Absolutely. in the story.
1: Absolutely, Veronica.
4: Okay, so um,
3: yes, we're busier. I'm. I listen to stuff while I walk. That's study time. Mm-hmm. That's. I want to find something that's going to educate me either as a professional narrator,
0: or just, you know, some topic I want
3: to learn more about. I want to do that while I'm doing something else, be it, you know, being outside, doing stuff in the house, driving. We're going to multitask. The other thing is a author needs a professional narrator because they do not have the time to do anything and well, everything. They have time to do something. They, have, they need to write. Mm-hmm. Writers need to write. And they are going to get the best, the best bang for their buck if they spend their time writing and they produce content. Not everyone is a good narrator. Not everyone needs to be a good narrator. Not everyone is a good writer. Not everyone needs to be a good writer. But if the excellent writer is a not-so-good narrator then they're sabotaging their writing career in two ways. One, they're taking time away from their their ability to put words down. Mm -hmm. And two, they may be misrepresenting the words they put out.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Because how many times have we turned off like, oh, I can't listen to that. Uh Oh, I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. What if those are your own words? And someone goes, oh, my gosh, I can't stand this. Well, the story itself could be really good.
4: But, you know... Their the, voice isn't the, me- yeah, the, you know,
3: the, the, the message
4: is lost the by The, men, the yeah. emotion, mm-hmm. the you know are they reading it like this? Where <laughs> are they being the people? Like I right. when I review an audiobook, I my biggest thing is narrators bring a fourth dimension. Yes. It is not a three dimensional book anymore. It is a fourth dimension because of the voice. And if you can accent insinuate you know if you can make me believe you are that person that has just taken that book from being a really good book to an outstanding piece of work Mm -hmm.
2: and there's different ways to do that too there are some people who are not good at affecting different voices for different characters but are very good at conveying the feeling of different characters a classic example Mm -hmm. of this is Jim Dale who did the voices for the Harry Potter series? His characters all have this; they all have his voice. He's not pitching his voice up for um, Hermione or down for Snape, but the inflection, the way that he Their uses the personality, his voice, the personality comes through with the reader, and that is, you know, that's a, that is
4: that essential. Is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There,
1: I have had a situation where. It, I mean, I was listening to an audiobook. This was actually when I was driving to Balticon last year by myself. Had an audiobook and the narrator was phenomenal. The book was phenomenal. The narrator's voice, at least to me, was too soothing and made me want to fall asleep in a, I mean just, just the voice itself it had nothing to do with the text, it had nothing to do with the way she read it.
4: Mm-hmm. I yes, can't listen. Sometimes they're just <clears> they're <throat> amazing voices, it yes. just doesn't fit
1: Norm, that. Norm book. Sherman puts her to sleep.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is a great transition into the next in nice topic, way. which is how do you find the right narrator for your book, which is which is the key distinction that I want to make here, because there are fantastic <laughs> narrators who are wrong for your book.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So how do you find the right one? What are the things that you need to consider?
4: No, I'm not an author looking for a narrator, so I really don't know the answer to that question. But from an Reader's perspective, I have listened to books that do not have the right narrator. And that Mm -hmm. is not saying that the narrator is a wrong or a bad narrator Mm -hmm. because they're, like you said, amazing narrators. They just don't fit that book. I think it's going to have to go with, and you know, the feel that you have for your book. And you have to listen to those samples and communicate with who's going to be narrating to find out if they can give you the feel or the emotion that you are looking for to fit that book and your characters themselves.
0: See, I know it on a much smaller scale, just on a a short fiction and flash fiction from the podcast, you know, we haven't done a full book length. Um, but, but for us, I mean, we have, we have three people on staff that are our podcast, you know, my husband who is not here today, but, um, when we get a story in, we have to look it over and we have to to decide between the three of us who's got the best voice for this. Is is it a woman? Then it's usually gonna be me. Is it, you know, is this story from the perspective of a very disgruntled man? Yeah, my husband's the right one for that.
1: But he's grumpy. Theo's awesome. He's awesome, but he's grumpy.
0: He's disgruntled.
4: He's disgruntled.
0: <laughs> but uh, but no, just just. Like she said, listening to samples, listening to some of the other work that they've done. Get an audio book that was narrated by some of the people that you're, mm-hmm. that you're thinking about uh, working with and see what's their versatility. Are, are you wanting them to do voices? Well, can they do that? Maybe the samples they've sent you don't show that. So listen to something they've already done. And this is where the choosing a professional is so important comes in. If it's, uh, obvious, if it's a new narrator, someone who's just trying, have them read a selection of your book for you. And basically interview them, have them send you the clip so that you can see, is this going to be the right feel? See, see if they're directable. Can you direct them? Is this someone that maybe they didn't get it right the first time? So you give them a direction and then they can change it and they can do it for you. Make sure not only are they capable, but are they good to work with? Is Mm -hmm. this someone who is wanting to show off for themselves and just put something else under their belt and bring in the money? Or is this someone who really wants to feature your work?
4: And I think of the, when you say, when you talk about directing them, Mm -hmm. I always think of the panel, and Veronica has always been on it with Alex White.
1: Dynamic voice Mm -hmm. acting. Dynamic voice acting. acting.
4: And the best commercial that reminds me of that, every time I see the commercial is the insurance commercial. This is my car. This is
0: I yes, yes. yes. Absolutely. You know, the Absolutely. exact same words when read by two different There's, people are gonna sound completely. They've they, they
1: done they another one now with the couch, but yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And
3: yeah. The, All right, you so but on from the flip side of that, from from the narrator's standpoint, you want to mm-hmm. find someone who you, you can give a little bit of direction and leave alone.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. they can because take
3: once it. Because once you hand that script, o- script over to the narrator, from the narrator perspective, mm-hmm. it's mine now.
0: We mm-hmm. don't want to be micromanaged. No, yeah.
3: no. And you're the expert when it comes to your book and your work. But the reason that you hire a professional narrator is because they are the professional... Verbal storyteller. Mm-hmm. And you
0: trust them. Yes, mm-hmm. you have right. to trust
3: them. They may say, well, I'm not sure if you really want to go with that kind of voice because this, this, and this. I know there's some care Well, we want her to sound like this. I'm not sure if I can do that. And if you find a narrator who says, you want this, this, and this, I can give you this, this, and this could be a stretch. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So finding
0: someone who is mm-hmm. honest with mm-hmm. what they can do. If you're willing to say, well, try this. Let's see if it works. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And that's why that interview process is yes. yep. so mm-hmm. important. Make mm-hmm. sure this is someone you are comfortable with mm-hmm. handing your work mm-hmm. to and trusting that and they will do it justice. who've
3: worked with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the There are a lot of groups out on Facebook that are with, like, I'm a member of a couple of audiobook um, narrator and producer groups, a couple of ACX narrator and producer groups. The... <laughs> It's a very small pool that we all swim in, and um, if somebody fouls up the water, we all know. Mm-hmm. And there are there are people it's like you don't want to work with this person. Here's why. Oh my! I had that same experience. I did too. And then everyone else is going, "Well, why didn't you say something?" <laughs> but it's unfortunately, if you have if you're a professional and you have a good reputation, then as an author, you're going to find those people because those are the same names that keep coming up. If you say, "Well, I'd like to work with this person," And someone goes,
0: Wow.
3: Well, well, we I saw that well. Could you provide me a little more
1: <laughs> <laughs> What comes after the dot dot. dot? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: And it's you know, it's being polite and candid about it. because um, again, the the circles are very small mm-hmm. and you don't want that reputation as an author of being difficult. Are there
2: um, markets where authors can find Narrators to get like reviews and profiles and voice samples, things of that nature. So, if
3: you go to ACX, um, if, if you choose to release your book via ACX, the Audiobook Creation, Creation Exchange, it's part of Audible, um, every author on there has a profile and they have samples and they will put out several samples. If you look up audiobook narrators, many of them have their own sites. And they'll put samples there. So yes, ACX has a repository. Um, if you choose to go through one of the smaller production companies, like listen to a book, they do have a roster of um, narrators that you can work with. Um, but it depends on where you're starting out. Not everyone starts out at the level where they can pay a professional minimum rate of two hundred dollars per finished hour and so if you're if if you have to figure out where you start and how to scale and then where do you look based on what you can afford
0: mm-hmm.
2: so what are the the different options for narrator contracts acx you've got the royalty share mm-hmm. system right You've got the ability to prepay people for yes. hire based mm-hmm. on their posted rates. Yes. And then there's also doing things outside of ACX, yes. where you?
0: A hybrid write, model.
2: Yeah, where you, mm-hmm. where you write the contract independently mm-hmm. and you sign it and work with that person outside of ACX. Mm-hmm. What are the advantages and disadvantages of each of these approaches?
3: How much profit do you want? <laughs> that's, that, that's one of the big things, and what can you afford to put up front? So let's look at let me look at the pure royalty share, and that's pretty much exclusively through ACX because trying to handle royalties on your own is an accounting nightmare. <laughs> Bless those who are able to do it. Um, for ACX, the deal is that Audible, Amazon takes sixty percent of the profit, a sixty percent sale off the top. The author gets 20%, the narrator gets 20%, or the producer gets 20%. So you have your 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 voice group and then your rights holder. So narrator, author. If you do that, that means for a $15 audiobook, sorry, $16 audiobook, I'm going to round.
4: That's fine. Then mm-hmm.
3: she's getting fancy. Out of every book, you're getting two bucks. If that's a twelve-hour audiobook per finished hour rates, that's twenty four hundred dollars and you got two bucks out of it. How many sales are you going to have to make via royalty share to meet that minimum? Mm-hmm. If it's a good if you have a series, long tail, fantastic. The middle of that is like what Chris said, you go outside of ACX. And in those cases, the author and the narrator will negotiate a fee, and that's often to cover post-production because the, just like the storyteller needs a narrator, the narrator needs a post-production team so they can focus mm-hmm. on narrating and not taking out all the mistakes and making it sound sweet. Mm-hmm. So it's that, that per-finished-hour rate doesn't just guarantee the good narration. It guarantees good post-production for a quality mm-hmm. product. So, as an author, how are you going? What can you afford for the best quality product?
2: And if you have less, if you have more time than you have, yes, money, it's, a,
3: it's always that triangle.
2: Yeah, if you have more time than you have money,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you can, on the one hand, mm-hmm. go the royalty share route. If you find a narrator who's willing to work with you right. on that basis, they're basically taking you on spec, and they're assuming upfront. That you're going to make, that your book is going to make money for them because they are giving you a ton of work on the front end Mm -hmm. in the expectation that that's going to pay off. Don't expect that from somebody who's well, long established in the field as a narrator unless they really think your book is dynamite.
3: Or you've got mad sales on a series. Right. Mm -hmm. They have to
2: have some reason to believe that you are worth the investment for them of doing that much work up front with no pay. There's also the possibility that you can be your own producer and contract with a narrator for the raw audio. Mm-hmm. And then they do the the straight recording. That's cheaper, because they're not spending the time or the effort to you know to to um edit their mistakes. You get to do that. So you get the audio files from them, then you upload them to ACX. In that case, you're getting the whole forty percent chunk, but you're gonna have to work for it, and you, you know that's the whole forty percent chunk minus whatever you pay them on the front end so there's options, but you have to know you know you have to you have to know what your business model is you have to know what you can afford to to bet on your own work essentially mm-hmm. um, let's talk a bit about. Um, contracts, just really briefly. Um, what, do, what do authors need to know about contracts with voice actors?
3: Oh, well, one, like I said earlier, once you hand the work over, you can't nitpick through everything. Um, actually, that we're going to mention Alex White again. <laughs> Genius that he is. Um, Who
5: couldn't be here because yeah. of a uh, business trip. I know.
3: But he got to go to Quebec. That was nice. <laughs> um, I talked to him, because he does, among the many things, Renaissance Man. Um, he composes music. <laughs> and I asked him once, I was like, well, what have you know, rates and all of this? He goes, well get three times to correct it after that we're done that's actually in the contract like that's really smart Mm -hmm. because then you agree that means the person who's listening has to really listen Mm -hmm. it's like okay we'll make this correction all right change it again but you listen to the first time yeah we'll change it again third time no we're done Mm
1: -hmm.
3: something like that should be in the contract I know with the ACX contracts if something falls through maybe you know Maybe there's a uh, rights issue. Maybe the author now you've got a copyright violation, and they can't go through. Well, if you're the narrator and you've put in a bunch of time,
4: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's usually a
3: payout. You're owed, you know, some percentage of that, even if it never get, you know, the audio never sees the light of day. Well, you still worked on it, mm-hmm. so that needs to be part of the contract and the clause. Um, just payment schedules. Some people want to be paid all up front. Some people want to be paid as they deliver audio. Some people want to be paid at the very end. Um, I'm still figuring out the industry standard on that. I know with ACX for per finished hour, I get paid everything at the end, okay. mm-hmm. which is, is a nice reinforcement.
5: The industry standard is there is no standard. Yeah,
3: um. I will be finding more out. Um, but it's, there are stock contracts and it's a mix of entertainment law and ip law mhm
2: there is an acx has its own yeah they have their own standard board. template
3: and the other thing it to be to consider is if you're working with a narrator who is union or who is non-union because they have additional minimums and expectations to maintain that union membership
2: other comments from the rest of the crew she's here, she's the
0: expert.
4: Yeah, on that. yeah, she's the expert on that. But I'm telling you, like, just listening to you talk about even making corrections, mm-hmm. you know, there is so much. Again, I'm getting it at the end, and I can tell just by listening that one character. Their personality carries out through the whole thing. And if you change one sentence after that narrator is done, that can really change the personality that's carried through throughout the book. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine how much work that would be to fix. the. You're basically changing the whole book sometimes. Well, think, about, think, about renaming a,
3: a major, think about renaming a major city in some epic fantasy team that everybody has to go through then you have to go and search through that script and maybe it shows up eight times you have to do that number of retakes and it's never just the line
4: you got you maybe have to
3: retake the whole paragraph because you need to make sure it
4: flows Mm -hmm. into
3: what's already been recorded right Mm -hmm. and then if you're outsourcing to you know post-production they have to do it.
4: That means the they've time. got to touch how many
3: different files to make it happen, and then you have to upload it again, and then it has to be you know reviewed again.
4: Because I've listened to some audio books, and it's like, oh my, they cut that and put that in.
2: Uh-huh. Can hear that. We're can talking can about professional different. audio yeah. books that are for sale on
4: Audible. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, the I, I story. can't hear the cut, <laughs> but I can hear the voice. Yeah, The voice Mm -hmm. changes between this word and this word and then goes back in this word. I'm like, oh, wait a minute.
0: Well, it's like your voice is going to sound different at different times of day. Simply because of science, your vocal cords Mm -hmm. throughout the day, tighter, looser. What if they had had a cough the day before? And so their voice is a little bit more raspy. You're going to hear all those tiny, tiny changes.
2: Not to mention room tone, electromagnetic interference, Mm -hmm. all these factors. And the that change the the character. Fixing audio in post is hard Mm -hmm. and it is complicated and it is expensive. Uh, The last thing we will say about contracts, none of us here are lawyers. This is not legal advice. Print out your contract, read it, understand it. If you have any questions, take it to a lawyer who is versed in this kind of law. Mm-hmm.
3: If you, if there is a small business association in your area, they probably have resources. I would strongly encourage you to use them.
5: Uh, if I could just say one additional thing. You can do both going through ACX and having a side contract mm-hmm. with the rights holder. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. if, if the rights holder can only afford to do ACX as a royalty share but you need some more surety for upfront as possible that the rights holder might agree yes. it may not be the full rate but at least you can get a partial payment mm-hmm. uh, 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 upfront or on delivery mm-hmm. of audio uh, in order to, to so that you haven't lost everything okay. if and it's, it's all a matter of, of being able to talk to people and say how much risk you're willing to take for their product. It's
1: almost like a security deposit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very much so
3: on your time. And
1: also,
2: if I if I may, real quick. Sure. Uh, I am not an attorney either. I am an accountant. Um, <laughs> and one of the things that I would recommend when the narrators are writing their contracts for themselves to contract out outside of ACX is the inclusion of. A kill fee, right? You know, if if I've only produced
5: X percentage of the product, and you decide we're not we, we can't do this anymore, you owe me X percentage based on what I produced or something like that. So that as narrators, you don't get hosed by indecisive <laughs> rights holders mm-hmm. or by rights holders who suddenly lose all their funding. I wrote right. a kill fee into my contract, <laughs> and
2: I paid them out. <laughs> and if you are a a read uh, um an author. I can't stress this enough. When you click the little box in ACX to say that you're agreeing to that contract, that is like signing your name in blood. Mm-hmm. This is not like the end user license agreement that you <laughs> click to install iTunes updates, okay? This is a real significant legal document that has serious legal consequences. You sign with ACX on their, their 40% royalty, you're locked in with them with that book for seven years I think it is yeah Whatever. So it's
3: it's seven years and even if your particular narrator may be relatively new and they don't know the ins and outs the community behind it is very knowledgeable and they will su- I, I've seen it happen well I, the rights holder hasn't gotten back to me and they think there's this issue and they have to pull the book within 15 minutes there are 10 replies you owed this much money here's who you talk to here's what you need to do here's who you should go talk with it's it's a great community, but it's um, people have gotten very savvy because it's it just like writing is an art form, narrating is an art form, and people do protect mm-hmm. their own.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, why should a if I'm a podcaster, mm-hmm. which I am,
0: <gasps> gasp!
2: I think yes. most yes. of us here are podcasters. Um, so. Why should I consider hiring a, a dedicated narrator for my books?
1: time first of all I I have a hard enough time getting the podcast out on time and getting my books out on time and getting my chain mail out in in a logical I can't imagine taking something like this and actually producing it myself or even just reading it myself that for me that's just time and I, I honestly, I could not. I, I could do justice to this book, but it is in first person. If I write something in third person, I cannot narrate that at all.
0: It's a problem with connecting with
1: yeah. The character. Um, it's a part of it's knowing your own limitations,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also you know if you're putting out material, say it, it's me. You know, obviously a woman, obviously a very feminine voice, but my protagonist is male. <laughs> macho man, um, and, Randy Savage. Um, yeah, super, <laughs> yeah, super macho, all this. I'm not the right person to read that book. So it, even even if I had all the time in the world to do it, it wouldn't come off right. You know, if you've got a woman reading something that's supposed to be from the perspective of this big, buff, tough guy, and got my little girl voice, it, it, it's not. <laughs> I actually
1: want to listen to that now. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: want
1: to, say, I want to oh. do that in the ring. <laughs> so it's
2: true; it can work. Um, James Marsters voiced a story for the Dresden Files anthology mm-hmm. that was written from Karen Murphy's perspective mm-hmm. and it's written in the first person but James reads it. He reads it with the same voice he uses for Karen when she's in dialogue in the, mm-hmm. the stories that are from Harry's perspective. Yeah, It works. It can, it can work, work. But, it's but knowing depend, your limitations. Know your limitations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know it
4: wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so you had something to say. My only question is As a podcaster with your book, have you already podcasted the book or are you looking to just have it narrated? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a guilty person of loving my podcasts. Um, I have listened to several podcasts that have been done by a cast of characters. Mm -hmm. And after listening to that, I don't think I could listen to it, even if it is a narrator that has done different voices. Because it's a different. Experience. I'm attached to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the podcast, mm-hmm. so I guess that is a question I would like to pose.
2: But the podcaster, the podcast audience, and the, the Audible audience are not the same. They are
3: we not the same. We're a
4: but I am trying to cross them. But people, <laughs> I, I am just, crossing. But them. people, people are very the podcast tribe <sighs> and oh.
3: podcast listeners are very protective of what they know and what they love. Yes. Um, I can use secret world stuff, um, but there's probably a more recent bit that's come through. Um, One of of my favorites has always been the GFL.
1: Love the Mm -hmm. GFL.
2: Which is the Galactic Football League by Scott Sigler
1: for she his, those who don't know. Go is Ice Storm. <laughs> Ice Storm. Go so she
2: There's, might be a there, fan. There are people Can't showing off out. their Krakens jersey in the, the audience here.
3: <laughs> and I believe that was recently re-released. I think he just yeah as the, a full cast. Yeah. And not everybody liked it.
4: It's good.
3: It sucked. Well <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's,
3: um, but, and, and it's because some of, some of us are used to how it was delivered the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People who have never gone into it before, they might be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, because of how Secret World Chronicle was picked up and published, um, we did the podcast first to demonstrate that there was an audience For Bayon to begin to publish. Because of Bayon's contract with audiobook producers, they had another person narrate the books. I do not go and... I don't read reviews at all. I I, I can't. (laughs) Um, But I don't go and read the reviews for the audio version that's on Audible. I didn't narrate it. I haven't even looked at them. Some people are very unhappy that I didn't narrate it. Well...
4: But the other person who does it delivers it in a different way. But people are used to me. They're used to into a microphone. And those voices. Again, you have given every character in that book, in that series, a voice, a personality, a life. It's a it, it's a stylistic choice that I maybe yelled at for later in
3: life. But it's it's the style and delivery. Right. It's because I started podcasting. And as podcasters, that's something that we're expected to do. One person is expected to go in front of a microphone and completely embarrass themselves for the auditory amusement of the masses and with or it. without audio filters. Or they go and find a group of suckers, friends, <laughs> <laughs> and, and collaborators
5: People willing to work for who will go and do
3: this for them. That would be metamorphic. state.
1: That's true. That would be <laughs> metamorphic. In the original run, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: that would be cowrie catchers.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I could listen mm-hmm. to a straight read of cowrie catchers. But the, the thing of thing about
2: cowrie catchers, A Rish and Lauren are doing the new Lauren are doing the new books yeah, and they're yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. I love their voices.
2: They're amazing. So a cowrie catchers can work in straight read. But two, when <laughs> she went sleep. and put those books on audible she paid everyone by the word in advance before mm-hmm. it ever went to market which is legally what you have to do and yes. we all had contracts yes. that we had to sign so you even know, even
3: if it was like a little tiny little words because i had yeah. little tiny words and i was like yeah sure ha- really that much okay bye <laughs> but
2: she was paying market yes, rates she
3: was she was and that's as if and if you're serious about being a professional author, that's the next step you do. Mm-hmm. You want to put in a professional book, you're going to have a professional cover designer. We can all recommend those who are probably here. Starla yes. Yes. <clears throat>
0: Yeah.
3: Sorry. No, Sorry. Bless you. We got <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Yeah. We we got got <laughs> but, but that's the thing. We're going to re- we recommend professional editors,
0: professional cover designers,
3: professional layout.
0: Because when your book sells better, because it looks good, sounds good, you're going to make more money back yes. from it. People it's want worth to the writing. investment.
2: Which you can then so. parlay into paying for your narrator
4: for right. your next book. Exactly. Again, so many times as a reader, I cannot tell you, I do not, I do not always go by the Amazon reviews, but I do look through them mm-hmm. as I am posting my reviews, and you see people post, oh, they need to have an editor. You can tell they personally edited it, or... Or like a narrator, you know, they need to have a professional work done. You know, you need that other set of eyes. You really (laughs) do. Whether it's a voice or eyes on your read or whatever, in the end, it really pays off. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Well, I think Aaron
5: hit it on the head. The biggest reason an author needs a narrator, you want your product to be as good as it possibly can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it is, it's going to sell better. The
0: money will come back. now.
2: Having said all of this, full disclosure, I narrate my own books. <gasps> I know, why oh am I on this panel? But
0: are you the right yeah. fit, then? Do you pay
2: yourself? Yes, I
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> but the How does point, that work? It's I mean, here's,
2: here's the thing. Part of the reason why I do that is because I love the narration. I love the storytelling. It's part of what gets me up in the morning. as much as much As much as writing the books... Telling the story to people is what gets me up in the morning. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing this for 10 years before I was doing it for money. So, so it's not like
0: you're and just you're... an inexperienced nobody saying, yeah. I want to read my own
4: book.
2: Exactly. you're
4: not the only author that has done that. No. Right. No. And there's, the ones... there's,
2: there are authors who can do this. Neil, Neil Gaiman reads all his own stuff. And you know he makes enough from his books. He's got he can afford to take the time to read his own stuff. Yeah, and he can afford to pay people to to edit them for him. Not everybody's Neil Gaiman, yeah.
4: and not everybody <laughs> knows how to work the computer to make it all fit together. Mm-hmm. If you have a blooper to cut out and seam in, mm-hmm. I don't even want to know how to do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. there's you know there was ten years of work that went into prep to be at the point where I can be my own mm-hmm. narrator. Yeah. It's all about um, your
0: experience yes. and, and what you have under your belt and whether you are the right fit to be reading or can you make it?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I could have spent that time, that 10 years writing more books, I'd probably be making a lot more money. Exactly. Just to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Yeah. I'm not making as much money with my writing career as I could be if I were doing it in a different way. So it's all about trade-offs. It's all mm-hmm. about what's important to you. Mm -hmm. what you need to do as a creator to keep yourself going Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and open it up to the floor for questions now Keith um, I thought I saw something and it was a little confusing to me when I was reviewing ACX charts I guess it was a good Mm
3: -hmm. question to you and
2: I I thought I saw something in there and I'm assuming it has to do with like if you have it out an ebook how well it's selling Mm -hmm. but if you're doing the royalty sharing method there was some sort of a stipend
3: so that's happened before. It's, um, for a while there, ACX had a it's kind of an enticement program where certain titles were selected to have an additional um, per finished hour stipend. And it was usually $50. And that was something that came out of, um, I believe it came out through Audible ACX. It wasn't anything out of the rights holder's pocket um, to pay the offer. I have not seen that in quite some time. Okay. It, it, it's That's it's
2: pretty rarer pictures,
3: It's rarer so. than unicorns right now. Oh. <laughs> um,
2: they don't need it anymore. they've, no. got, they've got enough uh, narrators. They've got enough.
3: It it's, you know work. The, yeah, mm-hmm. the, you you can find like you said there are a lot of there are a lot of narrators on there. You can really you know get your get your pack.
4: Good. Yes, ma'am. I had a question from Melissa as a reviewer of audio mm-hmm. uh, audiobooks. Sure. Uh, How do you feel about the times when they have a story that's told um, third person, but from two points of view, two specific characters, one will do one section, and then you'll have another chapter, another character. One's male and one's female. Some authors feel that they should have two narrators. In some books that I have listened to, they have done two narrators. Uh Um, The one book that I think of is E.J. Stevens' Uh, she has a paranormal setup with uh, fairies and stuff. Um, the book is mainly from a female character, and the main person in that book is a female narrator. But she has also contracted with the proper company that they have set it up with two narrators. Um, the male voices are done by a male. Um, and most of the book is done by the female. Uh, Also, does it work? It works. Oh, yeah. yeah. It works. Um, It works very well. Or even, and it is mentioned that you can have one person narrate the whole book. If you get the right person that puts the proper personality and innuendo in the voices, you will get a different character feel. Even if the voice, it's even if the voice is the same. Is the same.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mira Grant did that two narrator male and female, and it worked beautifully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abigail Hiltler yeah. is doing
2: it with Rish Outfield and Lauren Scribe. There are good narrators. I, I've
4: heard actors do books where they do a different voice for a character, and that mm-hmm. works fine. But there I think are several there are the fact yeah. that in a story, there isn't just the dialogue. I mean, someone is telling the story, yeah. right? For, not just in the dialogue, right? So mm-hmm. clearly, someone's you're seeing it from someone's point of view, and mm-hmm. that narration is just as important as the dialogue. Yeah. I think
2: you want to keep in mind the um, how close your perspective is, how close your viewpoint mm-hmm. to the character. If you're in a um, first-person narration or in a very tight, limited third-person, then it may be more important, yeah. The match, to, yeah, you to, to have that real. match. If you're in a story like epic fantasy where it's a more omniscient third person perspective, then you can probably get away with a single narrator mm-hmm.
0: easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily,
2: yeah. easily. it's and
4: much more single. distance. And it doesn't yeah. matter. It, it, again, it doesn't matter if your main character in that fantasy is male or female. Mm-hmm. But if you get the right voice, I have listened to fantasy stories that are mainly from a male perspective done by a female. And it is outstanding. Mm -hmm. I don't even realize. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't do a lot of changes in her voice to sound like a male. Mm -hmm. But what she does personality wise for those characters, I don't even think twice about her being a female with a male It's like way
0: back in the day when stories were told only orally before written language. A man or a woman could tell, they're telling Mm -hmm. a story. So,
4: you look at
5: Ravenwood by Nathan. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Yes. um, And this is Nathan. It's Nathan, Nathan a a male storyteller. Male voice.
4: For a female character.
5: The the story of a female character, Mm -hmm. thoughts inside her head, and it is positively.
4: You don't even realize it's a male voice. No, because it's a male story. The thing is, as a reader, as a listener, you go in, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. I go in, Nathan, okay? Amazing work. Voice and written, amazing. Um, Going in, I realize that this main character is a female, and I'm thinking, oh, Nathan's narrating. I love Nathan. But, you know, a male doing a female... I say about two five minutes if you're lucky. <laughs> you don't even realize it's yeah. a male voice no, doing sense. a female character. Yeah. You're so into that story. When a narrator reads and disappears, mm-hmm. they have yes. done their job. Yes. I I I mention that in reviews. When I am listening to a story and I say, you know what, I don't even know who is narrating or male-female for male-female characters, voice differences, whatever, I don't care. I don't even hear that narrator. I, I feel the narrator.
5: I would say one of the biggest mistakes a narrator can make is try too hard.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. if they When they are, and that is the perfect fit, and, and when I don't have anything to say about a narrator, I feel that narrator has gone above and beyond what they need to do. Because I can't complain about you. I can't... You've already done that book so much justice. They have moved out of the way and the characters come out.
2: we got two minutes. I want to give everybody a chance to tell us where we can find their work.
4: So,
3: you can find me, if you're an author looking to hire a narrator, you can find me at voicesbyveronica.com. I'm available through ACX. You can search Veronica Jaguer. I'm
0: the only one there. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, If you go to ACX and type in my name, you will find everything I've narrated and written. It's going to go for a couple of pages. I probably have narrated in a genre you will enjoy. You can find me on Twitter at V for Voice. You can find me on Facebook, um, search Voices by Veronica or Veronica Jaguer. Again, almost the only one. Look for the red dress. It'll be there. I'll be in (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> um, and awesome. Secret World Chronicle, you can hear me talk for, I think, six days straight, telling stories about superheroes in Atlanta fighting space Nazis, and that's nice. SecretWorldChronicle.com.
1: I'm AF Grappin, you can find me at TheMeltingPodcast.com, we have a page on Facebook and yeah, yeah, Twitter. Go,
0: this all goes for me. Not this, all of it, this, this, just the podcast part, stuff, this yeah. This
1: part. <laughs> uh, our Twitter, at MeltingPodcast. Um, you can find me on Amazon. I've got a lot of books under there. My pen name is AF Grappen, F as in Frank, which is not my middle name. Um, <laughs> but anything AF Grappen, Gmail, uh, Facebook, afgrappin.com, et cetera, et cetera, that's, that's all me. Um, I'm and, pretty much yeah. just
0: under all the podcast stuff. Anything yeah. melting podcast related, that is
4: also me. You get, that's, me, you get that. Yep, pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
4: I'm Melissa. Uh, you can find me at my blog where I review uh, my world in words and pages. And if you are looking for content editing, you can find me at melissalhayden.com.
2: All right. Thank you to all of our panelists and thank you to you guys for coming. Well, uh, you you not
1: exist. He doesn't exist. He's a figment of our imagination.
2: chris chrislester.org, and my books are all up for sale on Amazon. And Divine Intervention and Things Unseen are now available on audio.
0: Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com You can also find us on Twitter
1: at Melting Podcast. Or you could email us podcast at gmail.com The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it and always link back to the website
0: Sound Effects are by the Free Sound Project
1: and our theme is by Drew Rich Creek.
0: Send us stuff